Hey guys, it's Betsy with Faith and Flip Flops. Today's topic, bitter just ain't cute. I dreamed big in the coloring book of my perfect life. A white two-story house with a red door, smoke coming out of the chimney, two children playing in the yard with a yellow dog chasing them, and me and the hubby sitting on the porch watching the whole scene. I wanted the thing all little girls dream of, the perfect husband, the perfect marriage, and forever. I shot for those things I wanted so badly and did everything I knew to make my world perfect. Yet that was not the path God designed for me. My friends, that was a hard and bitter pill to swallow. I remember being on my knees begging God to save my marriage and my family and other times just screaming in agony over the losses that were washing over me. I got washed right out of the inner tube my first marriage floated in and found myself sprawled out face first in the sand, covered in the scars from the bumpy ride. There I was in divorce land. The place I did not want to be and never thought I would end up. This was not in my playbook. I did not have a plan B. I was crushed, angry, and hurt beyond words. But every time I looked up, there were the eyes of a three-year-old looking at me. He was not angry or sad, but very confused. He was my grounding point. The reason I made my mind up not to be bitter. The reason the ex-hubby and I had to get it together and figure out how to make things work. Yikes, this was not going to be easy either. We had been so stupid. Too many people knew our business. The anger was through the roof. Pride was high. Voices were raised. And fingers were being pointed. We had colored so far out of the lines on my coloring book that there did not seem to be enough white out in the world to make the situation anywhere near livable. How had we allowed ourselves to hop down this crazy rabbit hole without an escape plan? I can clearly remember praying about the disaster we had created and begging God to help us find a way to make it workable and give our son an environment that he would flourish in somehow, some way. One night, I had such a peace about it that I knew it was going to work, period. So the next morning, I called my ex and said, look, we can either get along and make this easy for our child, or I'm going to hire a hitman and have you taken care of. Now, that's probably not what God really had in mind. Remember, I was still a bit angry, but God said we could make it work. So it seemed like a great way to figure it out. Luckily, my not-so-great way with words, aren't you glad that I have improved, did resound with my ex. We first agreed to stop all communication unless it had to do with our son. That helped immensely with the mad part. We also agreed that only he and I would have the discussions and make the decisions regarding our son. No significant others or family would be involved. The two of us had created that sweet soul, and he was solely our responsibility. We had both come from divorce homes and decided that we would not allow our son to learn to play us against each other. So communication would be the key as he grew and tested those waters. We also stopped throwing each other under the bus to others, both privately and publicly. Today, we are friends, 
No, not with benefits. We are much better friends than we were husband and wife. We help each other. We communicate. We sit together at games and events. Our son sees this, and it makes a huge difference in his world. Just last night, he thought he was going to play us against each other. I can only recall one other time he has tried that in 10 years. What did I do? I picked up the phone, put it on speaker, and called his dad. Busted. It took all of 60 seconds with the three of us communicating to see what was happening. My son's plan had failed, and his dad and I had won. Team co-parenting won, son getting one over us, zero. That, my friends, is how it is done. I would say it took two years for the hurt and anger to fade between the two of us. We held pretty fast to the things we decided on and had built a good co-parenting foundation. I did not want nor have to be his friend at that time. What I did have to be was a good mother. The marriage failed and had ended because of our problems. Those problems did not, in this case, extend to our child. He had not been abused, threatened, or intimidated by either of us. We were both solid parents and doing anything that would be right for our child. Anything other than that would have been selfish. I totally understand and back the parents fighting for the children when this is not the case. I watch in horror as good people fight over their children for spite and speak terribly about their ex. They are exed out of your life for a reason. Shut up. Leave them in the past and move into your future without the baggage. Teach your children that you can forgive and be forgiven and live your life. Choose better over bitter. Bitter just ain't cute, y'all.